Good evening, everyone. This is at Jasmine Moore Model on Here to Inspire podcast show. Tonight for today's topic, we are going to talk about God's plans for us and our purpose here on earth. Also, I have a special guest tonight. He is from Columbus, Ohio. His name is Dr. John C. Pastor Tyus. He's a leadership and personal development speaker. Also, he just came out with his book called The ID Movement, and I'm going to have him talk about his book and just a little bit of everything about him, and then we're going to get deeper into the session for tonight. So, Dr. John C., Pastor Tyus, I'm going to go ahead and let you get started and kind of tell everyone about you and about your book. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about being here. Um, Thank you for this opportunity. I feel... uh, so happy to be here. Thank really you. Really happy to be here. Okay, so how did you get started on writing your book, Pastor Tyus? So, um, began writing this book. So, I, you know, I, I went through school. Uh, I went to graduate from United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio, back in 2015 with my doctorate degree in ministry, and. Um, from there, uh, I, I always wanted to write. I love the process of writing, and I love the process of expressing yourself and expressing your thought um, through writing. And so one of the avenues that I begin to do is just to write all my ideas out. And um, as time progressed, God began to give me creative ideas as to what to write for that would be able to help the population of the young men that I serve. And uh, so I decided to actually put together a book um, called The ID Movement Presents. The ID Movement is actually my uh, my uh, 501c3, my nonprofit organization. And uh, so The ID Movement Presents Voices of the Fathers, Letters to the Millennial Leader, uh, Columbus Edition. So I, round, I got together about 13 men in the city of Columbus that um, have been fathering the city and been extremely connected, extremely positive, extremely great influencers in the city of Columbus, and they each wrote a three- to five-page letter to the millennial leaders. So uh, people that aspire to be leaders, people that are interested in leadership, people that want to be a better person, um, this letter uh, was written to them from people that have already uh, have walked the path that we're looking to walk next. And so uh, that's what happened. We released the book about a month ago, and I'm very excited about it. That sounds exciting. It sounds like you can gain a lot of wisdom reading this book. Um, So during your journey before all this happened for you, um, have you ever experienced like any trials and tribulations in life? And how did God really get to you where you you knew what your purpose was here on this earth? Wow. What a question. Um, So many trials and tribulations. Um, trials and tribulations that I still go through. You know, um, I, I believe uh, one of the, one of the big moments in my life was uh, I was seven years old. My father was pastoring the church. My mother was the organist of the church. I was the youngest child. I have an older brother and older sister. And all uh, was well in the Tyus household. So uh, my father was pastoring. He just started ministry a year prior to this point. And uh, my mother was doing well. Everybody was happy. And then my father called me down uh, and my older brother and sister down to the living room. And usually that's where we had our family huddles or family meetings or 
if he wanted to, or my mom wanted to share something, that's where the meeting place was. So I came downstairs, and I was seven years old, and um, my father um, actually began to express to us to say, hey, son, you, you know the pain that I've been having in my stomach? And we all said yes, and uh, he said, I went to the doctor, and they diagnosed me with colon cancer. And um, and so we was all in shock. Me, myself, I personally didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what colon cancer was. I was seven years old. I literally distinctly remember having a red stress ball in my hand, and I was going it against the wall as my father was explaining this to the family. Um, my brother and sister began to cry. I didn't know why they were crying. Um, but ironically, as I was throwing the stress ball, I did not know that that would be a major stress point in my life. Um, months later, I saw my father, who was a 6'4 man, about 240 pounds, dwindle down to about 150 pounds in less than six months. And um, to the point where he had to be assisted to use the bathroom. And um, so the church was growing. And then the church began uh, actually to dwindle because on, in July of 94, my father passed. I was eight years old. My birthday's in June. And um, that was a major changing point in my life. And that point, that, that hurt me to my core, and it had great impact later down the line. Um, uh, I was I remember being called several times by teachers in front of the class, making fun of me, telling me that I would never be anything in life. Uh, I used to suck in math, suck in science, <laughs> and I remember distinctly teachers telling me, John, you'll never get this, and you're not going to be anything in life. You don't know anything that you're dumb. And I believe them. Um, I believe them. So those are just a few. Uh, I can go into plenty more. <laughs> those are some of the major trials uh, that impacted my psyche, my mind, the way I felt about myself. Um, so, yeah. Oh, bless your heart. That's so sad. Well, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus because you ended up being something in life. So. Amen, right? Yeah, um, yeah. there's just so much negativity in this world and so sad. That's why we definitely need to keep God first and he'll lead us in the right direction and have a positive attitude. But you have definitely been... Um, a great inspiration in my life, actually. You've been an amazing mentor, you know, the things I've gone through in life. And I would truly say if a lot of people knew who you really are, you could save a lot of lives because you're just so inspiring. Um, you have a positive attitude. You definitely have a a strong high uh, faith in your life and, and that's good because not a lot of people in life have faith and um, a lot of people go through so much and they want to give up but you're you're very strong and very inspiring and I just want to thank you for that um, oh. but like how really did you gain your faith because because mm. <clears throat> it's hard you know like I try to you know help people with their faith and you know, let them know that God is real. And some people just seem to not get it. And I don't really know how I can personally help people. Cause you know, I'm still learning myself to, you know, keep right. faith in life. So do you, do you think you could tell the audience like, you know, sure. yeah. <laughs> so, um, the way that I did it, I remember being 19 years old. I remember being at Columbus state community college and because my I was an F and D student, and um, I remember them sending letters to my house, to 
my mom's house and saying, if John gets on academic probation one more time, we're going to kick him out of the college. Now, granted, Columbus State was the only college that I was accepted into because my grades were so bad in high school. Now, um, I was in a relationship where I was consistently cheated on, um, that I walked in on my girlfriend cheating with, on me, rather, excuse me, with a, another male, and then looked at me and said, I mean, what's wrong with you? I mean, what's the problem? You good? You're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive me, right? So mm-hmm. she threw those things at me, and my self-esteem was completely damaged. Um, who I thought I was was completely damaged. I was at an all-time low. And um, the, Les Brown says, if you fall, uh, make sure you land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. And I remember being at the lowest point of my life and actually making a conscious choice to say, okay, God, I'm going to look to you. And so at that point, I began to simply begin talking to God more. Now, I'm raised in church. I've been raised in the church. My father was the pastor. And then my father, became, my mother actually became the senior pastor after my father passed. So I've been playing drums all my life. I've been in, in, involved in church, so I knew church. But it was at that moment, at the age of 19, 20, that I had made a choice to say, God, I can't get any lower. I need your help. And it was at that point when I came to him with a humble heart that he began to fill me. He began to feed me. And as days progressed, my strength began to grow. But it was only in my sincerity of my heart that he began to respond to me. God knows when we're serious. And I had to get to a point where I wanted nothing but him. And then slowly he began to give me the strength to let go of the people that were poisonous in my life. Like her, the the girlfriend at that point, I began to let her go. And she was like, you'll be back. And, you know, all that type of talk and all that stuff. Um, Obviously, I never returned back. But she said, you'll be back. And um, I began to pray. I began to spend time with God. I began to go to my prayer closet and I put on my little worship music. It's just me and God by myself. And I began to cry out to God and talk to him about my pain. And it was something the Lord told me in prayer about 10 years ago. He said, if you don't allow me to heal your past, it will forever be your present, which will kill your future. And that rung deep inside of me, that the past and the pain of our past is so important that we get healing from it because it rules us today. And it will kill our tomorrow if we don't allow the healer to heal it. And so I allowed God to deal with me in those areas that I was ashamed of, that I didn't tell nobody about, uh, the real insecure parts of us. And the Holy Spirit began to counsel me. And at that point, my faith began to grow. And as I found God, I began to find myself. And it was at that point that I, I began to grow. And my grades went from F's and D's to A's and B's. And I began to have dreams and began to have experiences with the Holy Spirit and began to have ideas and creative visions for things. And my life completely turned around, not because so much it was about me, but the fact is that I submitted to the one who could heal me. And so that's my mission, is to help people help find themselves by finding Christ. And that's the only way we can find ourselves. So that's how I would encourage people to build your faith. You have to let go of the environments that are around you that is producing negativity, and you need to replace that with something positive. And the most positive thing you can replace that with is the one who loved you first, who is Jesus Christ. Amen. 
I, you know, I'm kind of in shock with the part with the lady that you were dating. It kind of made my heart drop. (laughs) How bold. (laughs) Bless your heart. Oh, my goodness. Like, you seem so humble and sweet. And, hey, that was her loss. And, you know, God ended up blessing you with your wife. So, you were truly blessed right now. And, you know, you got to kind of go through those trials and tribulations so he brings you the right one so (laughs) that's right that's exactly right you know we experience the pain you know and god uses our pain and he turns our pain into passion and our passion into purpose i'm excited about that amen that's so true um another question i have for you um you know as me growing closer to god like I feel like the Holy Spirit talks to me more and how I know is because, you know, God, he'll tell me something and, you know, I'll do it. And then later on that week, it's confirmed. So I know it's from God. But, you know, I've had people ask me on a daily basis, like, how do you know God's real? How do you know if he's really talking to you? And I try to explain it to them, but it seems to not get through them. So, like, do you think maybe you can explain how you really know when the Holy Spirit is feeding your heart and when he's in your presence? So, yeah, let's talk about that. So I think that is a problem that every Christian, if they're honest with themselves, have dealt with at one point or time hearing God's voice and saying, God, is this you, or is this me, or is this the devil, right? So being able to hear God's voice, the one thing that I can tell you is the closer you get to him, the clearer his voice becomes. It's like going to the sun, the actual SUE at the sun, right? And the more that you are, let's say you're in a plane and you're flying towards the sun, it begins to get hotter, naturally, because the sun is hot. So the closer you get to the sun, naturally things begin to fall off of you. And so it's the same way of getting closer to God. The closer you get to God, the more clearer he becomes because you get closer to his presence. And his voice becomes undeniable. See, his voice, a lot of people say, you know, it's uh, my conscience. But the Holy Spirit is talking to all of us all the time. So he might say, "Uh, don't go to that party. Uh, you probably shouldn't go there. And we think it's our conscious. The world likes to call things what they can't explain. They call it your conscious, but it's really the Lord talking to people saying, that's not good for you. So when they're saying, listen to your conscious, they're really saying, listen to that still small voice within your spirit that's telling you right from wrong. Because all of us in our heart hear from God, and all of us are born with a certain conviction of right and wrong. And so the closer you get to God, the louder that voice comes, and the easier it is to be able to identify what's you, what's him, and what's the enemy. So really the solution is drawing closer to him, talking to him more. I remember uh, a major part of our growth in my relationship with God is me just taking walks and just talking to him. People think I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. I had to build that relationship with him. So um, his voice became clear to me. And so, and so that's easy. That's that's pretty much how you can uh, grow hearing God's voice, become more sensitive to it. That makes sense. It's kind of like when you're doing something and somebody wants to hang out with you and something's like, mm, I don't know if you should go with them. It's kind of like warning before destruction in a way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So um, I think the audience should take that serious. Um 
don't go the other direction. Go where God wants you to go. So, um, so is there anything else you would like to talk about before we wrap this up? Would you like to um, say prayer or any encouragement words that will help people in this world that's listening to us that, you know, will help them not want to give up on life and keep striving and know that even though things might be rough, God has a plan for you. You're here on this earth for a reason. Absolutely. Uh, You know what? Um, Life is supposed to be rough. God allows things to happen in our lives for us to draw close to him. Because why would we feel like we need God if everything was perfect? It's very important that we not blame God, but we run to God in life. And it's in that personal time, that intimate time, through prayer, through fasting, through reading your word, through through digesting good things and positive things. One of the main things that changed my life was changing my music. I changed my diet. I changed everything I consume because we are what we eat. And that's not just physically, that's spiritually, that's mentally, that's emotionally. So whatever we put inside of us will reproduce. So a lot of people feel like they're producing bad things is because they're eating junk food, spiritual junk food. And so they have to be able to listen to things that are positive, listen to things that will motivate them, getting friends around them that will feed them life, that are going where they want to go as well, surrounding themselves with like-minded people. And all this will change you because we are what we eat. So I encourage everybody that's listening here today is to make sure they're paying attention to their diet. And not only pay attention to their diet, but that they draw close to the Father. Because he's a good, good Father. And he loves you. And in order to find yourself, you have to find him. So that's what I would say. Amen. That's so true. Um, Do you want to end it with prayer? Sure. Okay. So, Lord, Lord God, we thank you for bringing us here together on this wonderful, wonderful occasion. We pray that you would give us strength, oh God, on this journey, that we will find you, and in finding you, we know that we'll find ourselves. Father, we thank you, oh God, for this amazing platform. We thank you for the future of this young lady that is, that is uh, destined for greatness greatness in you and changing lives. Thank you for the struggles that she even goes through because it's building her testimony. And we understand that character is developed through fire. We thank you for what you're going to do and everybody that's listening. I pray that this travels and it goes further and further and blesses more lives. We are forever humble and grateful. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Ties. I really appreciate you being on this podcast show with me. I hope our audience enjoyed what we were speaking about. And remember, you guys, stay encouraged and don't give up. God bless.